Hey, this is Heidi Dawson. If you love all things health and wellness and style of any kind, hang out here with me each week. I'm obsessed with never-ending improvement, and it's all in an effort to help each one of us live a wildly successful lifestyle. Subscribe today so you don't miss a thing. Hi guys, welcome to episode 354 of the Wildly Successful Lifestyle Podcast. So I was sitting outside today while I was thinking about this episode and the birds were so active and loud. We have crows that have taken up residency in the woods behind our house, which is about 15 feet away from our deck where I was sitting. Now I'm not sure if you guys have been around crows much, but boy do they make a lot of noise. Now, the reason why I bring it up is that I love the noise they make because it reminds me so much of camping at Fall Creek Falls when I was growing up. There were always crows in the morning when we would be sitting outside eating breakfast or mom and dad were having their coffee, whatever we were doing in the morning. So now, my husband, on the other hand, does not have that same memory. So the crows are not endearing to him. <laughs> they actually break up his peace a little bit. He has to work to not be annoyed at them. So ironically, we were sitting outside with my parents one evening recently and there were crows that were making noise at their place too. And my dad out of the blue just said, you know, the crows always remind me of Fall Creek Falls, so I just love to hear them. That was a really cool moment because we had the same experience and we really hadn't talked about it before. But that is just something to notice. It's often your experience of a certain thing that creates the emotion around it. Now, your experience with something does not have to equate with someone else's experience with something like mine and my husband's. And this does apply to our topic today. I promise your experience with something doesn't equate to someone else's. So how many of you guys have ever been overwhelmed by the amount of information at our fingertips on any given topic, whatever it is. Now, nutrition and exercise, that's something I love to talk about <laughs> almost as much as mindset. But it seems like I'm not alone with that because there are a gazillion podcasts and videos and TV shows about nutrition and fitness, health in general. And a lot of the information that I hear completely contradicts the other information that I hear. It can be maddening to try to decide what's right and what's not right. Now, for me, I have recently been keeping track of my macros and my nutrition by putting everything that I eat into my FitnessPal app. Now, I know a lot of people are like, I, that's no fun, but it really does keep you honest about what you're eating. So Eric and I were talking about me doing this and he said, you know, I just don't feel like I need to do that. And he backed up his reasoning by quoting a podcast that he listened to recently of a super fit, super healthy guy who said he doesn't track what he eats at all. And as he was telling me this, I was, I said, whoa, 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 wait a minute. He doesn't track it now, but he probably did when he was first starting out. To which Eric admitted, yes, that's true. He actually did say that he used to track everything that he ate. So you see, that's what people, what gets people confused. It's listening to that guy and thinking, okay, see, he doesn't say, he, he doesn't track what he eats, so I don't have to either, thank goodness. But that's simply not the case for everyone. You see, that guy, he doesn't have to track anymore because he can eyeball what 20 grams of protein is or how much fat is in a tablespoon of almond butter. But he can do that because when he first started out, he tracked it. So if you aren't in that phase of your life where you know exactly what you're eating and you're not really happy where you are, it is gonna be helpful if you track. Eventually you won't have to, just like him, because you'll know automatically. 
Also, another thing that I heard this last week was a really super extreme fitness guru who said that he didn't think yoga was really beneficial, which is a first. You don't usually hear people say that about yoga, but you have to listen to the context too. He was talking about keeping you super agile and quick and which sports were the best for that. Well, that's not what you do yoga for. So in the context, you realize he's not saying yoga isn't good in general. It just isn't good if you're trying to use it to train for an extreme sport. But I did notice myself questioning whether doing yoga was even worth it because I had heard him say that. It was in the back of my mind. This is where we have to come in and use our own reasoning and common sense. How do I feel doing, doing yoga? Like, how do I feel after yoga? Do I feel like it's beneficial to me and the plan that I'm on? Yeah, I feel great during and after yoga, and yes, it is super beneficial to me. So I just sort of disregard his idea of yoga because for me, it feels great, and it's helping me reach the goals that I want. Another time I was doing a nutrition seminar, this, was, this has been years ago, and this guy was talking about oatmeal and how so many people were saying, you know, it's not just not good for us to eat it, and he wondered if he should stop eating it, so he asked the instructor. Well, the instructor asked him how he felt when he ate oatmeal, and the guy said, really good, and she said, me too, so I do actually eat oatmeal. Now, our bodies will let us know when something is good for us and when it's not, Outside information can be so very helpful, but it can also be so very confusing. That's why it's beneficial to be in tune to your body, but also in tune to the context of the information you're taking in. That nutrition instructor, she didn't say oatmeal is healthy for everyone. She asked him how he felt when he ate it. But also, if you're currently eating Fruit Loops for breakfast, oatmeal would be a big improvement. Now, I don't personally feel good when I eat grains, so I don't eat oatmeal, but it's obviously okay for some, so context matters here, and self-awareness matters even more. A good friend of mine at one point was training with a 25-year-old young man who was in phenomenal shape. Now, she was around 50 at the time, and she was also in phenomenal shape, but she wanted to kick it up another notch. So he was telling her that he eats an entire avocado every day, and also all of these calories that he was taking in and that she should do the same thing, so she did. Well, she quickly realized that her ability to metabolize that much fat and calories and his ability, they were totally different. She wasn't in that phase. He simply was in a phase where he could eat all of that and work out and still look the way he did. But your age does play a factor in what you can eat and still be super fit. I know for me, every five years, I have to make a change to my nutrition to account for age and metabolism. So something that a 25-year-old male is eating is probably not gonna work for me at 50 and being a female. It's just how it is. So just because some extreme sportsman says yoga isn't beneficial for what he's trying to do, it doesn't mean it's not beneficial for what you're trying to do. Take note how you feel when you do it. And take note of what's different about the outcomes the person giving the advice wants versus what your goals are. My goal is not to become an extreme sport chaser. I want to be super fit and healthy so that I can travel. And I also want my mental state to be clear and focused until I die. That's how my grandparents on my dad's side were. They both died over the age of 90 with their mental faculties in really good shape. That's how I want to be. I don't have to do extreme skiing to accomplish that. Here's the thing though, we're all at different phases in our health goals. The people giving advice, they're in their own phase too. 
I once had a trainer tell me I didn't have to do cardio to be fit. I just needed to lift weights and eat well. I actually believe that, but I know my heart feels better when I elevate it through cardio. It also challenges me in ways that I like to be challenged. So even though I would like to use what she said about cardio as an excuse not to do it, I don't because I know for me cardio is satisfying and will always be a part of my regimen as long as I can do it, which I hope is well into my 80s. So my point of this episode is that knowing the phase you're in in life helps you take all of the information out there and apply it in a very customized, specific way for you. If you have no idea what you're eating throughout the day, you would definitely benefit from tracking your food, even though that super fit guy says he doesn't. If you're not trying to beat the best time in extreme downhill skiing, yoga is probably a good thing to have in your fitness plan, even though that sports guru says it isn't helpful to him. And just because someone tells you running doesn't have to be part of your fitness plan, but you feel good and love doing it, you don't have to give it up. Self-improvement and growth, that's one of the most attractive things we can do for ourselves. So I believe we should never stop learning. But knowing which advice to take and which not to take comes from being perfectly comfortable with who you are and exactly what phase of health your body is in. Now, I also, to add something here, I like to narrow down the advice that I take about nutrition. So I listen to my functional nutritionist for his thoughts usually, but that still comes second to what I feel my gut is right for me. My challenge to you today is to not take advice just because someone smart is giving it. You have to temper that advice with the phase you're in, in life and health, which means you have to trust your gut more often than not. But also, remember, if something sounds like a good idea to you and you're driven to try it, go for it. Just because you try it once doesn't mean you have to keep doing it if it doesn't feel right. Share this with three people who love self-improvement. I love you guys. I'll talk to you in a few days. Don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends because we're just going to keep going bigger and better places together and I love that about us. Talk to you in a few days.